Yo, what's up, fuckers? This episode of the SBP is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Oh, yeah, you know it, you love it, you know the deal. Uh, Anchor provides a very super easy way for you to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Their very easy creation tools allow you to easily edit on the go wherever you are on your tablet on your phone on your pc on your laptop wherever you choose to download the anchor app by going to anchor.fm you can easily do a podcast if you do it right you can make money with a zero audience minimum listenership audience that will be kind enough to donate to your podcast is all you need to do a podcast very easy very simple it is how the SBP is even able to do what we do get started today go to anchor.fm do yourself a podcast the best thing about it is that it's free uh, they upload it to all the podcast platforms Google, Apple Podcasts, um, and a ton of other ones that I don't even know what they are. Do it! Get podcasting, you sons of bitches. I got dates, comedy dates, music dates, uh, this Thursday, July 7th at the Bistro, the Boyles Bistro Blowout, my monthly show in downtown Hayward. Headlining this week, Tony Sparks, the one and only, the godfather of Bay Area comedy, Tony Sparks. We got Zach Lord. We got uh, Corday Snell. We got uh, Jackie Pearl. And uh, Chris Nasco had a bailout, so he's not involved with this show, and he is now dead to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, July night, Saturday, July night, at the Red Zone Restaurant in San Jose, a brand new show that just popped up got booked on uh this is pete munoz uh his one of his new rooms we'll be doing some comedy at this new spot this is the first one um july 16th saturday night at the castro valley uh, center for the arts this is in castro valley on the castro valley high school campus please uh, look that event up on your social medias I think there's a castrovalleyarts.org. I believe that's what it is. And uh, buy your tickets to a show called Lighten Up with Paul Conyers and Friends, which is actually produced by me. It should say Sean Boyles and Friends with Paul Conyers because it's my fucking show, goddammit. And Mel, poor Mel didn't get any credit either. Anyway, all issues that will be taken up on stage as I roast the place. July 16th, uh, <laughs> July 20th, we got Comedy in the Park in San Jose, uh, I believe that's like right in the middle of downtown San Jose, uh, what else, oh, July 23rd, it's a Saturday, at Miners Roadhouse in Mariposa, good fucking lord, I don't know if I'm gonna even do that one, that's, <laughs> just booked, Zed, August 14th, I believe, at Bottom of the Hill, part of the Sunday Barbecue Shows. 
Uh, details coming soon. This just got uh, put on the calendar. Uh, Hazard's playing September 2nd at the Deke Fest in Seaside, California, down there by Monterey. And then Hazard's also playing the Caravan uh, September 17th. That's what's crack a lackin', ladies and gentlemen. And as always, don't even think about it. Don't. I don't own the rights to any of the music heard here on the Sean Boyles podcast. I don't have trademarks. I don't have copyrights. I don't own the rights. Don't try to sue me. There's nothing you could do anyway because there's no money. There's you can't sue somebody if they don't have any money. Let's do a podcast. It's the Sean Boyles podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life, burrito. Hey, what's up, dirties? I know, I know. You don't have to tell me. I'm late. I'm late getting the podcast out. I apologize. No, I don't know. No excuse. Tons of excuse. There's reasons. There's a reason. There's a reason for everything. And um, time got all wonky on me. I didn't realize yesterday was Tuesday. <laughs> Being that the holiday was on the Monday, I've worked straight since I got back from Maryland. I have not had a day off. Uh, didn't take any days off before I went to Maryland. Went about three weeks straight. Go to Maryland. Jump right back into a job. Uh, work through the holiday weekend. And um, finished a job yesterday. And um, had a weird like end of the week feeling. Even though I knew it wasn't the end of the week, but I just didn't think what day it really was. And um, and then I was waiting for the wife to come back. I was going to pick her up, and she was being very late. And I was just waiting for that. And there was a part of me, oh, yeah, you got to do your podcast. And I was like, oh, I'll do it after I pick her up. And then I didn't think about it again until I got home after picking her up, and it was fucking... 12 o'clock midnights or so so I didn't do it and I'm doing it today now Wednesday afternoon and you're gonna have to just fucking deal with it right had a day off actually got the day off today's an actual real day off although I did run around this morning give giving some uh, gave some estimates and uh, here we are. Took the wife to the Japanese market that she likes. And now we're here doing a podcast while she takes a nap. What's up, dirties? How are you? You doing all right? Did you survive the fourth? Did you keep all your digits? There was... Um, it was pretty interesting around here on Monday. Uh, shit started exploding bef- like a good two or three hours before the sun was down. I mean, it was like bright and sunny still and shit started blowing up. So, um, 
I was interested to, to know like how how it was gonna go this year because I had heard on a few different things uh, on the newses and uh, on other podcasts uh, there was reports of be it that supply chain issues are what they are there was a lag on people being able to get the fireworks that they wanted so. There were parts of the country that normally have extraordinary fireworks displays weren't able to do them this year due to supply chain issues and they couldn't get their, you know, their things to go kaboom in the sky. So some places had some bullshit shit happen for uh, for the fourth in the uh, in the way of like. Ah, fuck, I don't even know, hologramic whatevers and light shows instead. I don't know how you do a light show. You're shooting laser beams into the sky. You know, knock down a satellite. You better be careful. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Jesus, big yawn like a fucking idiot. Um. <laughs> so anyway, here we are. We are uh, podcasting. I got no energy right now. I, I was all gung-ho. I did a new ad bed for this episode. I was all excited about that. And then as soon as I hit record, sleepy times. Maybe I should stop and go to sleep for a little bit. Maybe go Mimi's for a little bit. And then I'll come back into a podcast. I'm just asleep. No, I ain't doing no shit like that. Um, no this or that again this week. Um, I might ditch that whole thing altogether. Uh, was it doing what? It's just whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It's another thing to do. Maybe it comes back every once in a while. We got, um, well, we'll have a reaction and we'll have the earworm and we'll have just normal. What the hell's going on in Sean world stuff? Um, <laughs> they, uh, so every. For the last, oh, let, let me back up. For the last fifteen years or longer, every twelve to eighteen months, I cut anywhere between six and eight inches off of my dreads. Um, so I've been doing this. I've done it now. Shit, probably eight or nine times, maybe, in the last 15 years. That's um, six to eight times eight or nine. What is that, 15 feet? No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a healthy amount of, of hair length. If I had never cut it, I'm sure it would have been on the ground by now. But it is getting a little bit too long that it's a little bit uh, starting to be a little cumbersome. So I always cut it. I used to have a rule back in the day that uh, I would keep it off the back of the bowl. As in sitting down to take a caca. I did not want the hair growing out of my head to touch the toilet. Didn't want the hair touching the toilet. So uh, we kept it short enough that it didn't do that. And then uh, about that same time, 
15 years or so ago. Um, oh, no, it may be a little bit after that. That's when I started cutting it because that was the rule, right? I didn't want it to get that long. And then uh, I might have cut it twice. And then um, somebody had given me you know, those giant hair, like big hair ties that are like, you know, maybe... You know, it's it's big, you know, not like a small little hair tie that you can put around your wrist. This would be like a big old hanking one, right? And um, I would, someone gave me like a whole bag of those. And, and I would fold my shit in half and wrap one of those things around it. And so I just have this big ball of dreads behind my head uh, that would go back down to the, about the middle of my back. But it was all folded up and it stayed out of the way. Wouldn't get full of dust as much. Wouldn't, um, you know, wouldn't fall in a paint bucket. It wouldn't get full of, it just wouldn't be in the way. It was behind me, out of the way. And I would leave it tied up for long periods of time. I'd take it, I'd do it, undo it, wash it, fold it back up after it dried. But I went a stretch and I didn't really realize how long uh, it was getting, and when I undid it one time, it was fucking ridiculously long, and so um, I was like, "Well, shit, there goes the the bowl, the, the bowl rule, back of the bowl rule," and I kind of left it there for a little bit. And I was like, "Yeah, no, we're bringing the bowl, we're bringing the bowl rule back," and so uh, and so I've kind of been kept keeping that up. Right now, it's definitely hitting bowl, but uh, so. I think it's maybe right after this podcast is done. I have myself a little sit down, a little snip, snip session, a little snip, snip session. We're snipping. We're just, just me snipping, cutting and snipping. Uh, what else we got? I don't have much this week, ladies and gentlemen. I don't got much to talk about. Uh, nothing has really come across. Just I've been grinding. I've been just working my ass off, trying to get shit done, trying to get ahead. Um, just trying to, trying to make it all happen, Captain, you know, just trying to make it all happen. Um, a friend of mine, um, one Crystal Kensel, uh, Miss Kensel has, um, taken it upon herself to put together a Facebook page in honor of one of my, one of my band's all-time highs. Now... Uh, I think I've played all-time highs on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure I have. Um, so I had a, I had an all-time highs page for uh, for the band, and it had a bunch of pictures on there, and and you know that band. So technically, this band all-time highs that I have, it's um, it's not um. We're on an indefinite hiatus. I guess that's the best way to put it. On an indefinite hiatus. It isn't like we... Um, we've never broken up. So there's nothing like that happening. But, you know, some of the band members ain't living around here. Uh, our guitar player, Jason, has moved to... Uh, moved to Hawaii. And he don't live around here no more. So, you know, hard to play when you got a guy missing. 
And then our singer, Mark Asagata, whose name, if you are know anything about anything and, and, and you know that name, he is the singer for Death Angel. So Death Angel's been on a, you know, pretty much world-dominating status for a long time now. So it gets a little tough to do our old band, All Time Highs. But I had a Facebook page, and one of the guys hit me up and was like, hey, what's up with the Facebook page? I'm like, I don't know what's up with the Facebook page. He's like, I can't find it. And then I go and look for it. I find it right away, but I am the sole administrator for the All Time Highs Facebook page. And I'm like, I'm looking at the page right now. It look, I go, oh, wait a minute. It, it says it's private. Well, let me, you know, unpublished is what it would say. So I kept, I hit the, 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 I hit the publish button and it would be online. And then as soon as I moved away from the page and moved back to it, it would be unpublished again. And, and I tried to get a hold of somebody at Facebook and eventually the page completely disappeared. It didn't even show up on my end as an administrator of somebody that could even look into the site. And I got a couple uh, uh, texts asking what's up with the page. And I'm like, I don't know. And then our friend Crystal, who is a huge fan of Mark Asagata. Anything Mark Asagata does, my girl Crystal is all over it. Uh, so, uh, and you know, and she became a fan of, of Death Angel uh, very late in the scheme of things. In fact, late enough that when she got into Mr. Asagata, all-time highs had already sort of went on its hiatus. So she never got to see us until we finally did do a one-off show. And she was like, oh, my God. And so she's been a fan of the old all-time highs for a while. Do you want to hear a little all-time highs? Let's see if we can play this. Um, This is a song called Ugly Truth. I'll just play a little bit. Is it going to play... fun little fun we had back in the day so uh, yeah this is you know knuckle dragon bar fighting rock and roll basically you know and uh it was fun i have to say and i'd have to admit out of all the bands i've done i've had the most fun doing this band and i miss it terribly uh and i i i am not saying we will never play again because i'm sure we will uh i just don't know when but uh, I want to uh, give a thanks and a, a lot of gratitude towards uh, Crystal Kensel for uh, putting together an all-time highs fan page. And it's actually already better than the page that I had. 
she found a whole she tapped you know tapped some friends and found a whole slew of pictures and videos some pictures that I hadn't even seen uh from places we've played and things that we did so this band was active like heavily like 2006 7 8 and then uh, we sort of stopped and then have only done little one-off shows here and there. We did do a three-day tour in 2015, I believe, because I did a little three-day tour of all-time highs, and then I went to, I think I went to Japan with Insolence for the first time, like, the day after. Like, it was pretty, uh, pretty insane. And then there was another one-off all-time high show that we did and then I think I turned around and went on a tour with Zed maybe like there was a few times where like all-time highs was playing and then there was a you know me having to be gone for a little while right after just coincidentally but uh anyway love that band very proud of that band just fun no nonsense well a lot of fucking nonsense because the shit talking that happens in that band is phenomenal. Especially, um, <laughs> Mr. Osagate has got a smart mouth and he likes to laugh. And, uh, between, and then Sammy, Sammy, our bass player, he's, uh, he's a little shit talker too. So good times, good, good times. So thank you, Crystal, for, um, Keeping all-time highs in the minds of the 35 people that really dig that band. <laughs> ah! So, um, well, the only, only thing that really happened that's kind of heavy, and I think it's pretty, well, it's really heavy, and I don't, I don't even know if I have the energy to really talk about it, because it's hard to wrap my head what has happened uh in the with the recent uh, Supreme Court uh reeling back of the Roe versus Wade um the abortion thing now everyone's saying that they ruled that abortion is illegal again we're going back to people saying a thing that is not happening they didn't say abortion is illegal. They just made a federal statement saying that they are relinquishing that power back to the states themselves. That it is not a federal regulated issue. They rolled that back. They felt that the ruling originally shouldn't been something that was a federal ruling to make abortions legal or not. This is something that should be done on the state level. And now there's a whole gang of states that were already ready to make them illegal. I think Texas being the most hardcore one so far. And I guess they made it illegal before this thing even came down the pipe. So all those red states are apparently going to jump on board. And, of course, the blue states will probably keep it rolling. But I've heard, and here's what issue comes from, from me. Now, I, I am of the, you know, freedom of choice mentality. 
I believe you should have the choice to do what you want in that regard. If you feel like you need to terminate the pregnancy, by all means, do that. If it's done safely and within anything that sort of, you know, and of course that's the gray area. That's where people are arguing the most about is when is when is it too late to do so? When it, it when is it a person and not a clump of cells? It's not quite a person yet. So um, it gets it gets tricky. It gets dicey. It's it's hard to talk about. But what I have seen that gets me very confused is the different voices, mainly from women, and all their different opinions on who should have an opinion on this. Uh, I've heard the most, you know, if you don't have the reproductive parts, you shouldn't be commenting on what happens with the reproductive parts. If you don't have a uterus, don't make laws about the uterus. And then I've seen some people say, um, where are you men? Where are the men speaking up for our rights? And then I've seen, I see some of you speaking up, but the ones that are not speaking up, you're on notice. So, and then there's, you know, of course, the, um, like, why, why are, <laughs> I've even seen, why are you having an opinion on this? Why we don't need your support? So it's crazy. It's goofy. It's it feels like there's a a, a de evolution in 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 the progress of how people function. And now people are afraid that. Um, uh, gay marriage rights are in the crosshairs. Now, look, I, I just feel like if these judges get voted in or, or, or get nominated in there, um, it's, it's, it's such a tricky, it's such a tricky thing. Their moral compass should be true, but at the same time, they're their political ideologies shouldn't influence their right or wrong decision making. And maybe I'm not even saying it right because, you know, like you, you definitely, as a Supreme Court justice, should not be voting things based on party lines. You know, we, we've... I think we've gotten really far from who is best qualified for the job. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what political background you are. I don't care what size shoes you have. I don't care what hairstyle you use. I don't care what God creature or rock you pray to. 
you should be qualified to do the job at hand. And you should be the best candidate for that job. And if you're bullshitting us, you should not be in the job. You know, um, Clarence Thomas is turning into a crotchety old right-wing Republican. And I don't know if he's always been a Republican. I mean, that doesn't necessarily matter, but he's getting, like, ultra-conservative. And uh, start, he's been there, I don't know. I don't know if he's been there the longest out of anybody else that's in there now or whatever, but I don't know. I just, maybe that's a position that shouldn't be a lifelong position. And why come the people don't get to vote on that? Why is that a presidential appointee space because I mean they've stacked it you know they have a Republican rule in there and they're voting on shit based on party instead of actual issue and that's not good for America it's just not good it's just not good I'm fucking tired man I'm I'm going to fucking bail out on this fucking episode real quick like let's fucking let's do the reaction and the earworm and get the fuck out of here. I'm fucking having a hard time right now. Let's check this out. Why is this fucking All right. Oh wow. What did I just listen to? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirties of all ages, your boy here, Sean Boyles, likes to react to a song on the Billboard Hot 100, be it that that pop music garbage that these kids listen to uh, is all over the pop charts. That's why it's called the pop charts. I take a gander and um, laugh and or make fun of... The silly, silly song that is uh, on the pop charts. Huh? How about that? This week, the song we are doing, I don't, this is not a number one, but uh, it's a song that I didn't, I haven't checked out yet. Uh, I don't even know this artist. The artist is named Joji. And the song is called Glimpse of Us. Um,. I don't even know where it was on the charts in the top 20 somewhere. But let's see what's going on with this. Side. 
Cause sometimes I look in her eyes And that's where I find a glimpse of us And I try to fall for her touch But I'm thinking of the way you Is it me or Does that not sound like a natural singing voice? Like it sounds like he's like on purpose doing like a voice like a style instead of just naturally singing tell me save us your glory does he laugh the way I did is this a part of your story tell you what being tired and sleepy this is the fucking wrong song to try to listen to right now god damn it <laughs> Sometimes I look in her eyes And that's where I find a glimpse of us And I try to fall for her touch But I'm thinking of the way you are Said I'm fine and said I moved on I'm only here passing time in her arms Hoping I'll find a Besides the, um, besides the, the, the weird sort of vocal affliction. It's not terrible, and it does seem earnest. I just wish the guy would sing more naturally. Oh, sorry, I'm assuming his gender probably shouldn't do that. Sleepy time. Um, I don't know. Not an awful, terrible song. I just, like I said, I just don't. It sounds like he was trying to sing a certain way. Like, like he, like he, trying to find that unique sort of voice, and is on purpose affecting his voice to sound a certain way, as opposed to just. You know, opening up your mouth and singing however that sounds and however normal that is supposed to be for you. Because more than likely, you're going to have a unique sounding voice anyway. It's rare that somebody's unique voice sounds like somebody else that's already established. It does happen, but it's not, uh, it's not the norm. It's the one thing cool about voices, especially singing voices. They're all usually unique. But that just sounded like he was trying to do a thing. I guess. I don't really know. But 
That's what it sounded like to me. And what the fuck do I know about anything? I um, I had been locked out of my storage for a while. I don't know if I talked about this before, but um, I racked up a bunch of late fees on my storage unit. And uh, they were telling me, you know, they're threatening to put a lien on the storage and they're going to auction the whole shit off, y'all, all this bullshit. However, all my rent had been paid. Like, I didn't have any outstanding fees because what I was doing was, even if I, if it was late, I would just pay the fee, the, the, the storage fee straight out. And I wouldn't pay the, <laughs> the late fees. And that would usually get me out of the red and that was fine. But enough late fees have racked up. They were, um, you know, if you let the storage go too long, they end up cutting your lock off and they put their own lock on, right? If you roll up the door at my storage, just inside the roll-up door is probably seven or eight cut locks. <laughs> uh, it's the last bill on the list of bills that I worry about. And um, sometimes I let it go a couple of months and it's ready to go up for auction and I'll fucking get that shit paid off. And then they tell me, oh, can you come and, you know, put your new lock on? This last time, though, that happened, they wouldn't let me put my lock on. Because even the, you know, and I like, and this is where I, what I thought I talked about on the podcast before. So... They were telling me I couldn't put a lock on until I got a zero balance. But then I would get the email from their system saying that, please secure your space. Our lock is currently on your space. Uh, come down to the facility and put your own lock on there. And I tried to do that, and they kept telling me no. And I was like, yo, why would the system tell me to put my own lock on here if there is nothing keeping me from getting in there besides these late fees that, quite frankly, I'm not going to fucking pay. <laughs> and uh, I talked to, first of all, there's a crab-ass lady that works down there that leaves terrible voicemails. You know, pay your rent! Like, literally, like, just awful. No sort of tact no sort of customer service etiquette at all. You got to pay off these late fees. We're going to sell your stuff. Like, whoa, lady, calm down. Put the fucking marble reds down and let's have a conversation, okay? You got to pay these fees. We're going to sell your shit. She didn't say that, but that's how it sounds. Stop it, lady. So I get a call from a new lady, a different lady, and she says, um... Come put your lock on. I go, and I call, like, they left me a voicemail. I didn't catch the call. I call back. I'm like, yo, you're saying I can put my lock on there? I was told I couldn't. Well, you don't have any outstanding fees except for these late fees, and that's not a big deal. Uh, come put your lock on. So I go down there. I try to put my lock on there, and then she starts to see the resistance in the system. They're not letting me even buy a lock. I'm paying for a lock. And it's going towards the thing, and it's saying access denied. So um, this nice, nice woman working at 
the storage facility place. Says, well, do you have any cash? I don't have to put it in the system that you bought a lock for your unit if you pay cash. Because apparently my debit card comes up as me. And it won't let me buy a lock to put a new thing unless I pay down the shit. So she said, well, I guess we're just going to you know, buy a lock for cash. And then we'll go put your lock on there. So I do that. And it was awesome because I was able to get into the unit and uh, see some stuff. I'm like, ooh, yeah, okay, yeah, I could use that. Why come I didn't have that before? Why is it still in here? And, uh, you know, and then, of course, there's toys in there. There's toys. There's drums. There's a few old drum machines. There's amps and an amp in particular. I've been sitting on this amp for ever since I've had the storage for years. And it's not mine. It's my friend's. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to take that fucker home. Sitting here, and I'm staring at it right now, is a early 80s Fender Twin Reverb 2. Owned by my buddy James Miller. Got all excited. I've been using this dumb little Fender, what is it called? Frontman Reverb, which is a little tiny little practice amp. It's garbage. has a terrible tone. I hate it. I don't hate it, but I hate it. I thought, well, fuck, I'll bring on the Twin Reverb. I'll have some fucking tone, Jack. It's just going to sound tasty. Get it all situated in here. Set it up in a little spot. Plug it in. Turn it on. Nothing. The light won't even come on. It's got nothing. Got no juice. Can't do shit. Uh, I call my cousin. My cousin sort of, uh, my cousin Mikey gives me a little... uh, Little heads up and some things to check on. I'm sending him pictures of the amp and shit. He says to check the fuse. The fuse is fried to shit. So I go and uh, get a new fuse at the hardware store. Put a new fuse in there. Light comes on. Bing. I hit the stamp. I got it all plugged in. I'm ready to go. I got a guitar in my lap. I hit the standby switch. The gnarliest, loudest, just gross sound. Just, I'm like, oh shit, that's not good. So I shut it off. I look around for a ground switch. Sometimes a ground switch will take care of any wonkiness. Made sure the cord was fine. Uh, Yeah, the cord was good. The guitar was good. The ground switch, I switched all, all their, there's like three different positions on the ground switch. None of those worked. Hit the standby again. Now, I could get tone. I can get guitar sound, but there's another channel, and the other channel was not happening. So, uh, and then I looked behind it. There's four tubes that light up all pretty. One of the tubes wasn't lighting up. So, I got a little tester thing happening. My cousin is going to let me borrow an old tube to put in that slot and hopefully it fires up correctly and doesn't go and um, we'll see what happens apparently tube amps there's the 
is supposed to be replaced in pairs. So this has four of them. So that's two pairs, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, there's this biasing thing you're supposed to do, but if you buy them in a pair, apparently they're pretty biased. At least that's what I've been told. I don't know, but we'll see if uh, we can swap it out and get a little get a little sound going. The tone I got just clean, super clean, but with this buzz running through it. Um, was fucking way the fuck nicer than anything I get out of this little practice amp thing. So, and again, I barely play the guitar, and the guitar that I do play is fucking terrible. But it'll be nice to have a good fucking tone to do it. What do you think of that? How you like them apples? All right, let's get out of here. This is fucking. This is ridiculous. What we're doing here. I just don't have the energy. I was thinking about going to fucking go do an open mic tonight, but whew, I don't know if that's going to happen. Let's see. Earworm of the week. Oh, thanks, guys, for checking out another episode of the SBP. Go to wherever you are listening to this podcast and rate, review, and even subscribe. Uh, the rating and the reviewing would be awesome possum. Uh, get me into the into the algorithms or whatever the fuck it is. And that'd be great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This week's Earworm of the Week. A classic. Classic! Um, little guest appearance at the end by a... Te- uh, 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 um, a fellow Texan from the original artist, uh, little little Willie Nelson creeps in at the end of this song. We got a uh, little Waylon Jennings, the king of outlaw country, as far as I'm concerned. Luckenbach, Texas, earworm of the week this week. All right, I love this song. Gives me a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, reminds me of the old man. As most of the outlaw country stuff does. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Be good. Keep it dirty. And I'll see you dick knuckles next week. The only two things in life that make it worth living Is guitars that tune good and firm feeling women I don't need my name in the marquee lights Got my song and I got you with me tonight Maybe it's time we got back To the basics of love Let's go to Lucan Rock, Texas Wailing and Willie and the boys This successful life we're living Got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoy Train songs and blue eyes crying in the rain. Out in Lukenbach, Texas, ain't nobody feeling no pain. So baby, let's sell your diamond ring, buy some boots and faded jeans, and go away. 
This golden tie is choking me And in your high society you cry all day We've been so busy keeping up with the Jones Four-car garage and we're still building them Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love Let's go to Luke and Buck, Texas Waylon and Willie and the boys This successful life we're living Got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys Between Hank Williams' pain songs And Newberry's train songs And blue eyes crying in the rain Out of Texas, ain't nobody feeling no pain. Let's go to Luke and Bach, Texas, William Whalen and Paul. This successful life we're living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and the Corps. Between the Hank Williams pain song. Jerry Jeff's train songs and blue eyes crying in the rain. Out in Luke and Bach, Texas, there ain't nobody feeling no pain. Fuck Staten Avenue. Brought to you by Blowout Productions.